Well, hello. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino, and I am Matt Williamson. Heard a crazy little nugget from uh, Mel Kuyper. I was listening to a, a different podcast, and he said, and he's right, and here's the nugget, is there's only six current quarterbacks in the league as we speak that have won a Super Bowl as a starting quarterback in that game. And two of them, Foles and Flacco, aren't current start, starting quarterbacks. So really... Of the guys that are potentially starting quarterbacks going into next year, Aaron Rodgers, of course, Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford are the only quarterbacks that have ever won a Super Bowl. Nuts. You know, um, Tom Brady retiring, obviously, influences that quite a bit. So uh, I mentioned yesterday I wanted to talk about what I wrote about this week, and I picked uh, quite a few Free agents that I would be kicking the tires on if I were the Steelers. Um, the first name that I did not list because I know it's the one everybody wants. And hey, I'd love to bring back Javon Hargrave as well. But I'm getting these numbers from Spot Track. It's a the best place to get contract information for most of the free agents to be. They have projected what they think the price tag is going to be. Hargrave, they're thinking it's like a three-year deal, a little over $60 million. $20 million a year for Hargrave seems about right. Somebody's going to give it to him. I just don't think it's the Steelers, folks. I mean, I'd love to bring them back, and they can make cap space. It's just a lot to throw into one guy. So wanted to address that first. Uh, but sticking with the Eagles, these are just in alphabetical order. You might remember Andre Dillard was a left tackle that was drafted in the middle of the first round a couple years ago in 2019. And basically, he's been a bust for them. You know, he is a backup now because they found Jordan Mulata in the seventh round, who's a star, and they developed him into a great player. So Dillard is basically the backup left tackle, and he's played some guard too. But he's only 27 years old. He was a 22nd pick in the draft. He had very little run blocking experience coming out of school. He was, you know, uh, you know, didn't put his hand in the dirt, you know, was always pass blocking and a spread, but he hasn't played bad when you see him in there. He's only played 714 snaps, but I think he'd be cheap. He could compete for the left tackle job. He could back up guards. He'd just be a valuable addition. Um, his projected salary, as well as this next guy, they were not listed on spot track. So uh, I, I think he'd be quite affordable, though. And you'll see a theme here. A lot of these guys are highly drafted players that didn't work out in their first stop or showed us glimpses in their first stop. And that's a perfect example for Cleveland Farrell, uh, Raiders. I mean, the Raiders shocked us all, obviously, when they used the fourth overall pick. And it was one of many bad drafts with Mayock and Gruden there. But that doesn't mean he's a terrible player or doesn't have any, you know, any stop any good 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 things to him at this point. So he became the starter against the Steelers when Chandler Jones, I think it was, got hurt and finished out the season for those last three games for the Raiders. Played really well. And he's only 25 years old. I'm looking at him as a third edge guy behind Watt and Highsmith. High character, was a big-time team leader at Clemson. Like, he shouldn't have been the fourth pick in the draft, but he was clearly a first-round athlete, powerful, good run defender. So, a change of scenery might be good for him, and I think you'd get him cheap as well. Uh, you're probably familiar with Akeem Hicks. He's had a really good career. He's 33. 
But Spotrac thinks he's about a $5 million a year guy. Two-year, $11 million is what they're projecting he gets. Um, I call him a grizzly bear here, and that's exactly what he is. He's not going to play a ton of snaps, but he'd be a huge upgrade still over Tyson Alualu. Um, certainly more nose than end, but he can push the pocket. There's still snaps where he just throws people around, you know, and um, not long ago he was, you know, a top 50 player. And I have a video here of when he was the 39th best player in that NFL top 100. That's the kind of career he's had. But now he's a spot player, but that would work out well here. He could still draft another one, but Akeem Hicks is a power player that really brings a physicality to your team. I think he's kind of exciting. Here's a name I don't know if you guys will know, but Denver Broncos defensive tackle, Draymond Jones. They think he's going to get about three years, $22 million. That seems a little light for me because he's 26 years old. He's a little shorter than their defensive linemen generally are. He's 6'3". Not, usually they want him to be 6'4 or more. Um, he's a little smaller, too, in that he's two, he was 281 at his combine several years ago. I doubt he's 290 now. He's probably 285, something like that. But he is an interior pass rusher. And the ESPN has this pass rush win rate stat that they've created. He was the sixth best interior pass rusher in the NFL this past year. And I'm thinking play him 50 snaps a game, attack the quarterback, he could also kick out, not in a Watt um, Highsmith move, but kind of like Leal did and set the edge there in goal line and things like that. He doesn't always have to line up on the inside. But you rush the passer on third downs with Hayward, Jones, Watt, and Highsmith. Now you're talking, man. And he would be a little expensive, but he's a player on the rise. Went to Ohio State. Um, I like him quite a bit. But he'd be sort of situational, but that's what the league is right now. So... Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. I got a handful more of these guys to go through and go check out the article. Here's a name I'm sure you don't know. Edge setter, edge pass rusher, Houston Texans. And I'm going to butcher his name. Ogbonia Arokwo. <laughs> O-K-O-R-O-N-K-W-O. And they're projecting him to get about $5 million a year. Two years, $11 million. He's a little older, which could work to the Steelers' advantage. He's 28 years old. Um, much like Farrell, he would be the third guy, but that doesn't mean you couldn't put Watt, Highsmith, and a third guy on the field together like they did with Ingram. So he's never been a high snap count game, uh, didn't play more than 45 snaps in any game this year. And before this year, he hadn't played more than 255 snaps in a game, but he really, really finished the season strong. Second half of the year, maybe even the last 10 to 12 games. He was a force against the run and rushing the passer. Nobody notices, though. I mean, nobody's paying attention to Houston's pass rush. And how often do the Texans get in a pure pass rush situation? Not very often. You know, so bring him here, work him in. Maybe he even coax more production out of him. So I think he's a really interesting player. So I have one real big ticket item here. 
kind of in the Hargrave mold, very much in the Hargrave mold. I think Deron Payne from Washington will be cheaper than Hargrave, but not a ton. I mean, they project them five years, $97 million. Man, it, go check out the article because I have a YouTube reel that's like three or four minutes long of his highlights from this past year. And he wins in so many ways. Former first-round pick, 13th pick overall, coming out of Bama, 25 years old. He could line up on the nose. He could line up in the Hayward role. You can move him all over the interior. Big-time power, plays with aggression, throws dudes to the ground, shrugs, them off, shrugs off blockers, excellent athlete, keeps getting better and better every year. He can handle double teams. You put him next to Cam, that would be a nightmare for every guard and center they face. This would be one big-ticket item that I would strongly explore. I mean, maybe he's out of your price range. That's probably the case. But I at least want to ask. I mean, he would be a fantastic addition. And then you're done at D-line if you sign a guy like Payne. Um, this one, you're going to be like, come on, man. You know, but how about Sterling Shepard? I think he would come very cheap. He's hurt all the time. He's 30 years old. But they don't have a veteran receiver. Um I'm probably fine with just Miller and Austin, but Shepard can line up outside. I trust him to line up outside more than those two. Both have done it, but you know Shepard obviously can. And if Johnson or Pickens were to get hurt, you may not get a full season out of Shepard, but he would be a one-year deal. Your docs have to approve it. You know He's coming off a torn ACL, but that was back in week three. I mean, that was quite a while ago. But over his career, in games he plays, he averages 7.3 targets and just under five catches a game. I'll take it. You know, you get a guy like that on the cheap that hangs out in free agency for a month and nobody's calling him. Hey, come in here on a couple million dollar deal. Be kind of a leader. We're not going to beat your body up too much. We know you can play. Go from there. I am going to do a podcast with you guys and maybe even an all, a full article next week about tight ends. Mostly based around this tight end draft class is really good and I'd like to get one. So it's probably better to address it in the draft because that's where the wealth is as opposed to free agency. But Irv Smith Jr. from the Vikings has been a guy I've liked for a long time. Came in the league really young. He's still only 24. Injuries have been an issue for him too. Two years ago, he missed the entire year. Last year, he played about half the year. But he's only 24, and I often tell you guys, tight ends don't usually hit their peak until they're like 27. You know, we saw that with Evan Ingram this year. And, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a pretty good blocker. He's not gentry size. There's a lot of ability. He has 91 catches in his 37 games. Um, supposedly, he's a high-character guy coming out of Bama. Certainly brings a lot more a lot more to the table as a receiver than gentry. You can move him around a little bit. I just think you might get a good deal on him. They're projecting him to get about $10 million a year. Seems a little high for me considering what he's done over the last two seasons, and I wouldn't be a buyer at that price. But at a bargain, this has just been a player I've liked for a long time. Uh, another Viking, Dalvin Tomlinson, is a big defensive tackle, also from Bama. They think he's going to be about three years, $25 million. Much more nose here than end, but there's so many four-man fronts. He's just a D-tackle. Um would probably be off the field in passing downs, but was probably his best year rushing the passer this year for Minnesota. 
he is a real load. I mean, he's like 325 pounds, block eater, push people backwards. I thought last year was his best year as a pro. He's 29, so he might be somewhat of a bargain. I mean, not a break-the-bank guy. I wonder if you're talking Tomlinson versus Ogunjobi, where Payne versus Ogunjobi isn't even close. No offense to Ogunjobi, but Tomlinson versus Ogunjobi. What are their costs? Ogunjobi's more of a penetrator. Tomlinson's more of a space eater. I wonder if you played those two against each other, what would that get you? Here's one I don't see happening, but I did want to mention an offensive lineman. The Patriots' Isaiah Wynn. Uh, also, a former first-round pick. Uh, he's only 26 years old. They think it'd be five years, $77 million. I can't imagine anyone signing to a five-year deal. So, maybe he's 8 to $9 million, something like that. Uh, and Maybe he's, he's probably over that. But Wynn's kind of odd in that he's really light on his feet for a tackle. And, but he's a little short. He's like 6'4". He's not a prototypical tackle size. He doesn't have super long arms. He's coming off a bad year. But so is everyone in that Patriot offense. You know, the Patriots offense was a disaster. So two years ago, he pretty much played every snap at left tackle and was quite good. This past year, he played some guard, right tackle. But what I like about him is, is, is that versatility. Is I think if you brought him in here... Maybe he just beats out Dan Moore at left tackle. Quite possible. Great. And then you tell Moore you're the, the swing guy or you're fighting for the left guard spot or Wynn's fighting for the left guard spot or he's just your sixth man. He's your Strelzik because he can play either tackle, either guard. Again, at his age, you could still have the best ahead of him. He's only 26. And I'd like to see more six offensive line sets, you know, with either a first round pick or a guy like Wynn. And if you would happen to sign Win and the deal is right, I'm not saying you're done at O-line going into the draft. I would still like to see a center, but you're pretty much set. You know, I mean, a project tackle in the third or fourth round, sure, why not? But you don't, ha- you don't have to. You'd have six guys you could trust, and then you could add some prospects to that mix. So Isaiah Win probably won't happen, but I did want to talk about, you know, an offensive lineman because – why not at least call and see what the cost is or what the interest is? He, he might be signed to be your sixth guy. He might be your starting left tackle for the next three years because he's athletic enough to handle it and he has experience. And I'm not going to hold last year too hard, too much against Mac Jones, Isaiah Wynn. That, that offense was really poorly coached and just an utter disaster. So I thought that was fun. Go check out the article. I go a little deeper in depth on these guys. Um, if you have any questions or free agents you want, drop me a line. I'm sure we'll be talking about a lot of them. Free agencies right around the corner. Over and out.